Do you want more behind-the-scenes photos? Yeah. How about full, uncensored access? Oh, yeah. Maybe you just want the full VIP treatment? Well, for as little as $1, you can become a loyal Patreon of mine at patreon.com forward slash Trinity the Tuck and enjoy behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and tons more content before everyone else. Plus, there's exclusive merch. Check it out today. Mmm. Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today I'm here with Pheromone. On this episode, we'll be talking about hot topics, fan questions, All Stars 4, and more. Stay tuned. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Work. Before we begin, I'm so excited to announce I'm finishing filming a new YouTube series that will begin in December. It's in the editing stages now, so be on the lookout for that. So today, I'm going to be talking to my Season 9 and All-Stars 4 sister, Farrah Moan. Hey, girl! How's it going? It's going. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Thank you for... Um, tuning in to uh, calling me and, and setting aside a, some time to talk. I'm really excited to talk to you today. No, me too. I've missed you. I've missed you too. You've been so busy being uh, Christina Aguilera everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, I know that was like a, a huge dream of yours to like meet her. Um, how has that been? You've like done a lot of stuff with her, right? Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been really, 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 really like neat. I mean, it's one of those things you just, like, I, I guess, like, you never really think could just randomly happen. And with Drag Race, obviously, we've both had our fair share of, like, really amazing opportunities. And um, I think, you know, it all started on season 10 when, you know, RuPaul announced Pheromone coming back and then she walked out. And I think that was, you know, such, that was, that that's a moment I'll never forget in my life. But, um, you know, they flew me out there to meet her and she's included me on a couple of her products and our promotional um stuff so it's been fun um i haven't actually seen her though probably since earlier this year but you know i'll always be the biggest christina fan and i'm so excited she's um on tour and more people are getting to hear her amazing voice well i hope you get many more chances i mean the thing is is that i'm sure she's just as big of a fan of you as you are of her girl like drag race is a huge thing so and and all these divas love us drag queens, because we inspire them and they inspire us. So, well, you know that you know that Christina's always been like a huge drag fan. Like at her baby shower, Chad Michaels actually performed. What? You didn't know that Chad Michaels no. and I think the princess. That or, those are two two very random drag queens to pick for a baby shower. Uh huh. And they did they did like comedy numbers like where they were like pregnant women. Um, there's like pictures on Google. It's really fun. Christina, you know, she even had drag queens in her, um, and cross dressers and trans people in her beautiful video. So she's always been there for us. Well, good. I really love her. I mean, she's she's put on a little weight. She's gotten thick, bitch. But um, I love that little thick Tina. 
I mean, it doesn't change her voice, and she's still just as beautiful, so good for her, bitch. I've been getting thick, too. I've gained, like, 40 pounds since All-Stars 4. 40 pounds? Uh-huh. What? What have you been doing, bitch? Girl, I've been, I've been, I, listen, I think, I think it's, you know, we touched on this actually on season nine. I was rewatching it the other day. Um, it's really easy for us in the entertainment industry to sort of, like, develop eating disorders. And I think, um, you know, I was kind of, like, starving myself and barely letting myself eat because I just wanted to be so skinny and hot. And I felt like that's what I needed to do to be successful. And I think, you know, I'm kind of letting myself just not stress so much about that because it was starting to drive me crazy. Well, good. I mean, bitch, I'm sure your ass is amazing now. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> the boys are loving it. <laughs> um, I wanted to start off uh, with some hot topic. Mm, hot topics. Ooh. Um, there, you know, uh, there's so many things in the media right now with our drag sisters and, and not even just drag sisters, but, but gossip in general. And I know you love to gossip. I've toured with you. So let's get to it. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. I'm down. Okay, so you know that Brooklyn Heights from season 11 is going to be on the official judges panel of Drag Race Canada coming up. What I do you know think about that's, that. That's insane. Like that's so cool. I mean, I've known Brooklyn for so 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 many years. Like, um, I think the first the first time I met her was in Texas a long time ago when I was still kind of a baby queen, and um, I've always looked up to her in so many ways. And she's such a fierce entertainer. And um, you know, I actually thought we were going to see her walking through the doors of season nine. I was kind of gagged when. You know, there was no Brooklyn Heights on our season, so I'm really happy for her. How do you, um, how do you think she's gonna do as a judge? Because I'm gonna tell you my personal unbiased opinion. Because I know Brooklyn, I've known Brooklyn for years. Um, <laughs> I've known her from the pageant scene. She, we we com- uh, she competed in Entertainer of the Year, which is the pageant that I won. She got first runner up, I believe, two years in a row. I mean, I thought she should have won. Um, she is. Literally one of the most amazing, captivating entertainers. Beautiful. Her fashion is amazing. Um, Cute boy. But um, as far as, like, a judge goes, I feel like they they need judges on these kind of panels that have a lot of personality. And that's something I'm interested to see if Brooklyn delivers because – she does have she does have personality, but it's it's something very specific. You know what I mean? It's not like a a loud Vanji or or like a Michelle Visage. She's yeah, not but like you that. know, but you know, like RuPaul isn't like a Vanji. RuPaul's actually very like quiet and like you know when she's critiquing us and stuff. So, you know, I think I think she'll be fine. Um, I'm kind of more interested in who the other judges are going to be. Uh, Cause, you know, do you think she's gonna host, or do you think she's just the ju- like just a judge? See, I'm trying to figure out if she's gonna be like the RuPaul of it, where she like decides who goes and who stays, or if she's or if RuPaul's still gonna be there and she's just gonna be with RuPaul. And how do you think these girls are gonna feel about someone who didn't win Drag Race judging them? Now this is my this is the tea. This is honest tea. I I don't I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but I personally thought Brooklyn was gonna win season eleven. She was I my favorite. Too. 
I thought she did the best. She looked the best. She was going to win. I, I just thought, hands down, she was the winner. But she didn't. And now she's going to be judging people to win a competition that she didn't win. What? How do, how do you think that the, the queens that are going to be competing are going to feel about that? Well, like you said, um, some girls might have, have a problem with the technique technical wise like she technically didn't win but i think you know a lot of people feel the same way that you and i do that she should have won um so you know uh anyone that can look at her body of work and all of the titles that she has won i feel like you know out of a lot of the queens they could have picked she's pretty qualified i think yeah i i do agree i think brooklyn is a, a great choice for that panel She's Canadian. She was Miss Continental. Then wasn't she? Um, what other things have she has she won? I don't actually think she's won a lot of pageants. She focused mainly on Continental and Continental preliminaries, but she only did Continental twice and won, which is very very hard to do as a boy queen because it's a pageant that is catered more towards, or they look more for uh, the trans. trans the yeah, tra trans gals, yeah. Trans, trans women. And Brooklyn is definitely not trans. She is a big old dude out of drag. <laughs> um, but but she but she's very feminine and beautiful in drag. She just is so talented. That's that's how she won. She's so talented, she's so captivating. That's how she won. So um I'm I'm so excited to see what she does on the show. Like I'm 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 really am. Excited Didn't she do for her her winning talent? Wasn't it like a Britney Spears number on um, in ballet slippers? Yeah, she she um, both years that she competed, she did ballet. Uh, the Britney talent that she won with was absolutely freaking amazing. The, oh, cool! I just thought it was so cool. What a fun talk on Britney. It was really cool. The year before that, she did. I think she did like a white swan uh, with black swan kind of theme. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, both years she was absolutely incredible. Listen, if I could move like Brooklyn Heights could move and do all the moves that she could do, it would be over for all of these hoes. Well, girl, I mean, apparently <laughs> the the way to impress the fan base is if you could do a split or not, girl. And clearly, I cannot. <laughs> I know. I'm starting to think maybe I should start really spending some time stretching because you know, the competition you know never ends after the show. We're still competing for jobs, so you know, any little leg up we can get. Well, I know and figuratively. I know you with with all of your anxiety and stresses that are on your shoulders. I can't imagine that not weighing you down to be able to do the splits. Oh, it just eats me up inside every day. <laughs> I know. I don't think these fans really know you. Like, I got to know you traveling, and you are so hilarious, girl. Like, all these fans see is, like, this beautiful, blonde, voluptuous, glowing pheromone who's so feminine and sweet. They don't really get to see the, the creature that washes it all <laughs> off and, like, is so, like... um anxiety ridden who smoke like chain smokes and says, I want to kill myself. Like they don't see that side of you, which is so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Suicide is definitely not something to joke about, but you well, I'm are very much like the smallest inconvenience. And I'm like, Oh my God, someone please kill me. Like you are, you're, you're so that you are so that emo MySpace 
character that you were so long ago that you still really are. And you know, it's so funny. Like, I think, I think one of these days I need to, I need to do some sort of outlet where I can show more of my personality. Cause you know, like, I feel like some people are really good at, at being really loud with their personality on Drag Race, but, like, as somebody that's so full of anxiety, like, every time I've been at Drag Race, I'm, like, just trying to focus and mind my own business and get, you know, be the best that I can. Um, so I feel like, you know, I, I didn't really necessarily get a lot of airtime of, like, you know, my silly, goofy, uh, you know, weird little self, but, um, you know, one of these days, the fans will know, and then I'll lose all my followers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that. I think you'll gain a whole different spectrum of followers. I remember um, in uh, the UK um, joking with Alaska about you uh, doing an impersonation of you chain smoking. It was it was it was hilarious. <laughs> oh man! And you know what? I really need to quit smoking because it seems like every single year they're they're making so many more laws about where you can and can't smoke. So then by the time I finally get to a place where I can have a cigarette sometimes, like traveling, I'm like, fuck. <sighs> yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, God, I just want a cigarette. I, oh, my God, I need another one. I just want to kill myself. I could really use a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, something I have been dying to ask you that I haven't been, a, I haven't had a chance to ask you yet is, what is going on with this drama with you and Ariana Grande with her stealing your look? Did you ever get that resolved? Did you get some money? I know she was trying to sue. Like, what is going on? And, and spill the tea, bitch. Oh, my gosh. Ariana Grande gate, as I like to call it. Um, so, I guess... So, <clears throat> it all kind of started, um, you know, when the music video first came out. I was getting tagged by a bunch of fans, and they're like, oh, my God, that's literally... Um, Farrah's All-Stars entrance look. And I was thinking, like, oh, it must be some kind of coincidence, whatever. Um, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, a sparkly corset, bra, and panty. Like, maybe maybe we just have the same idea, whatever. Um, fast forward to a few months ago, I was at the Abbey in West Hollywood, and um, I'm having a beer, and this uh, drag queen comes up to me, and she's actually the drag queen... Um, Ariana Grande's team hired a um, like a local drag queen to make her look for Seven Rings, and uh, she pulls me aside and she's like, "Oh my God, Farah, I've always wanted to have some like amazing things to tell you." And I was like, "Oh really?" She sits me down. She's like, "So you saw the Seven Rings video?" I was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Well, I was the one that made Ariana Grande's look," and I was like, "Oh really?" She was like, yeah, so um, I just hope you know that Ariana Grande's team actually sent me, like, a photo of you and asked if you could recreate it. Um, and I was like, oh, well, that's, like, honestly, like, an awesome opportunity. Like, I don't blame you for not saying no. And she was like, yeah, she's, I just feel like you should know so you can, like, know that like, you're credited or whatever, like, in my eyes at least. And, um... So I, I kind of, like, took that, and I was like, well, thank you so much for telling me, whatever. I, at that point, I was kind of like, hmm, but didn't still didn't really care. But then as soon as the lawsuit thing come out where, you know, she was suing Forever 21 for $10 million for stealing look ideas from her Seven Rings video, that's when I just felt like I had to say something, not only because myself was, like, annoyed and kind of like, what, really, bitch? 
but also just for like you know the way that so many mainstream artists steal from queer artists all the time and profit millions of dollars off of other people's ideas and like it's just kind of I just felt like I had to speak up but I had no idea that it was gonna blow up so big bitch we we okay we we don't care about that we want to know did you did you actually try to sue her did you get any money like what happened well I went on entertainment tonight and like I guess um had like a a one-on-one interview on camera and like cleared all that up already um I wasn't trying to sue her or get any money um I was kind of just being, like, petty and catty online. Like, the last person I'm trying to, like, go after is the number one pop star in the world. Like, you know I have too much anxiety for that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Sucks cigarette. So, so, no, and her team has never reached out to me. Um, I, You know, I proceeded to get attacked for months, even up until this day, where Ariana Grande fans are telling me to kill myself, that I'm fat and have no talent, and that if, if they ever see me, they'll kill me right where I stand, and all these other kinds of messages that I've been getting on a daily basis. And it's almost like the Valentina situation from the reunion, but um, at least Valentina on the reunion, like, you know, called her fans off and tried. I mean, Ariana Grande's kind of just let them eat me alive and hasn't once tried to. Well, then, to. bitch, why have you not tried to sue her for this money, bitch? If you have the proof, tell this designer girl, hey, I'll give you a million dollars if you <laughs> testify, if you give me the proof I need, I'm going to sue this bitch, and we are going to become millionaires. And I... then you can gain another 400 pounds and chain smoke your life away in a mansion. Oh my God, stop, not another 400 pounds. Yeah, and then just bathe and highlighter, girl. Everything you've ever wanted could come true. There is no way that I would have a real case. It's, it, you know, people take from other people's ideas all the time. And then I would have to get the designer involved that made my look to begin with. Like, um, who, you know, you remember the Shao Chic designs. Well, girl, hello, one plus one equals two. If you get all these people involved and y'all splitting the proceeds, bitch, $10 million divided by whoever amount of people still means a lot of fucking money. Girl, lawyers and everything, it's just, it would never really happen, but it's fun to imagine. I'll get my <laughs> mansion and my 400 pounds one day. <laughs> I live. Well, um, I have some fan questions that I put on Twitter. Like, oh my God, I'm totally your biggest fan. One fan asked if you ever had a sugar daddy. Listen, I, I feel like I've never truly had a sugar daddy, but I've had Splenda daddies, like aspartame daddies. What does that even mean? (laughs) (laughs) So a sugar, a true authentic sugar daddy is somebody who throws money at you, pays your bills, buys you shoes, buys you whatever you want, like, you know, gives you the sugar uh, in a sense. And um, an aspartame or like Splenda daddy is like a fake sugar daddy that like, that like tries to lead you on like they're your sh- like they're gonna be your sugar daddy, but like don't actually deliver. So you've never been given gifts or money. I'm not even talking about so, for sex. So I'm, let I'm me just tell like- you about my Splenda daddy. He would give me like his ex girlfriend's shoes, 
like as a hand-me-down, as a gift. Like like girls that broke up with him, dumped him and said, take these, I don't want your shit anymore. And y'all had like, the same oh, well, size shoes. I, well, what am I going to do with a size nine shoe? Oh, I'll just give it to the next size nine bitch I fucking date. <laughs> 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 you know, like very aspartame sugar daddy or Splenda daddy. Is that where you got all your Louboutins? From season nine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> you, thought, you thought I was just buying myself Louboutins? No. I don't know, girl. You you are a pretty bitch. I, I would be like, okay, buy me these shoes. Buy me these shoes. No, those were all, um, you know, none of those were specifically bought for me. The only... The only uh, Louboutins that have ever been specifically bought for me were ones I bought myself. When the we were, mesh like, on the tours and stuff. The mesh one that you broke. Oh my god! Yeah, those. And then bought another pair, and then broke those too. Oh my god! You, you have big Flintstone feet, bitch. Y'all. So <laughs> on our season nine tour, I broke two pairs of Louboutins trying to perform in Louboutins on that Murray and Peter stage. What were those shoes that you bought that were um, designer that had the wings that you wore one time because they were so uncomfortable? Oh, with the wings and the stones that you had the rip-offs of? Yeah, that I had the <laughs> fake ones. Yeah, the um, the Giuseppe's and Nottie's from the Christmas tour. Yeah, the Giuseppe's that you paid how much for? $3,000. You paid $3,000 and wore them once. I had the knockoffs and hardly wear those, but mine ain't broke. Well, no, mine, I, I didn't wear them once. I actually wore them every night for Santa Baby with the Catherine Delish robe. Um, and one of the last nights of the tour, um, I accidentally, like, kicked one of the fans that was on the stage. Not, like, the person fans, but one of the, <laughs> one of the electrical fans. And it, like, broke one of my straps and knocked a bunch of stones off of them, so I can't even wear them anymore. Well, Damn. Now I don't I don't perform in nice shoes anymore, bitch. I I'd be ordering them from Amazon and be going through them and saving my nice shoes for nice occasions because I'm not trying to do that no more. I know. I remember you borrowing a pair of my shoes and and didn't want to give them back on the tour. Oh yeah, that was after one of my pairs broke and you graciously let me borrow yours until I got to do what. I know. I should have just gave them to you because you stretched them out. I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, so the next thing, um, it's it's more of a uh, statement than a question. Um, someone said they just wanted you to know that they think you should stop using fil fillers because you're too young. Oh, that's and, funny. And 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 I'm gonna I, I want to make a statement about this before you chime in because. It offended me because, you know, I love fillers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I don't think anybody should worry about what fillers anybody's having because it's none of their damn business. If somebody wants to get fillers, that's up to them. If somebody wants to get their fucking ears cut off and uh, tit implants on their back, they should. It's none absolutely. of nobody's business. Well, it's, I mean, it's no different than people that get tattoos or split their tongue or, you know, stretch their ears. It's like, you know, it's... Or buy, uh, or buy or buy clothes that are really expensive, you know, that's... But see, and then it's also like, if we don't get fillers, they comment on our photos and say that we look tired and old. And then we do get fillers and like, stop getting fillers, you look so much better when you're natural. It's like, you can't please everybody. Well, girl, I've had so much work, they, they say all kinds of things. 
Well, listen, I think a lot of, I've been seeing that a lot on my social media, and I think it's because since I've been gaining weight, they they think that my since my face is getting more full, that I'm actually getting, like, that I'm getting Botox and, and fillers all up in my face, like, at a bigger rate, but it's, I think people just don't know what it looks like when someone that had a skinny, chiseled face kind of chubs out a little bit, you know? So, <laughs> I haven't gotten, you just- you just been having those sandwiches, girl, on the lasagna. That's what it is. Girl, I, no, it's the chicken tenders. It's, um, you know, it's the, uh, the hot Cheetos I've been really obsessed with lately. The carbs and the, oh, pizza. Oh, God, I love pizza. But anyway, so to the fact of fillers. Yeah. I recently, like literally as of like last week, um, went to Mexico and not like to like an illegitimate doctor, a real doctor. Okay. Some, somebody that I went and like researched and like found a lot of information. They had like a lot of followers on, on social media. And I talked to, uh, people that, that had work done by them. Um, I, so I went to Mexico and got a little work done. Please tell me what you got, because I saw your tweet. I was like, oh, my God, she can't just leave us on a cliffhanger like this and be like, I got a surgery, period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to tease a little bit. So I, um, I mean, girl, I'm 35. You Is know me. big announcement? No, 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 no. I haven't got no face- facelift yet. That's, like, next year. But um, <laughs> I got uh, silicone removed from my lips. Oh, um, not all of it, but some of it that was starting to migrate and move. Yeah. Um, do you remember my episode of botched? Yes. And they, you, and you were like, I can't take that much work off. Right. So now that I've had a little bit of, of leeway with my schedule, I was like, I'm going to take this time off and took the two weeks off and found a doctor who specializes in face work and um, I went down there and she removed a lot of the lumpiness out of my lips. I don't know if it's going to be oh, perfect yet. Because I'm so still... proud. I know that that had to have like been, you know, an insecurity of yours that had probably been eating away at you for a while. Cause like, you know, like it, you could see it, you know, I mean, I am half human. And so, you know, <laughs> Parts of me are human. And so, um, my emotions at least. So, yeah. Like, just like everybody, I have insecurities. And, and my lips were definitely one of them. But, um, I don't know. I mean, if you've it, always it's... been gorgeous. But, like, you know, a, a silicone injection in the face, you know, 10 years ago. Um, that was, like, a probably an impulse decision. You know, it's it's time to treat yourself and get that poison out of your body. And You're, you're the, absolutely right. You're the right. New, the new good kind of fillers. You're right, and not and not just that, but like, you know, it it started to migrate and and be lumpy even more, and so she she cut it out. I don't. There's still swelling right now, even now. If you hear it in my my voice, um, I'm still recovering. It's only been a week and a half, so. Um, well, you know, even Jeffrey Star got silicone removed from his lips. Wow, I didn't know that. He has a whole video on it. You can watch the whole surgery. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I didn't just have my lips done. I had, um, because I have silicone in my cheeks, I've yeah. had the, I've had that in my cheeks since I was 21. So that has been 
well over 10 years. And yeah. like you said, at age, and silicone is heavy. It's the heaviest filler you can have. Um, it falls. So yeah. I had those wires that biodegrade put in my face that give you kind of like a mini facelift, but it's not like a big drastic difference. It's just, it gives you like a refreshed look. Yeah. And then I also had surgery done on my nose. More? Well, this was corrective. Because right. the last surgery that I had done, um, they removed too much cartilage and made me have a abscess septum. No. To where I couldn't breathe well. And so I had that corrected and it's so much better. I think actually my nose is going to be a little wider than it was before. Fuck. Because she had to, to fix it to where I could breathe. So like all of the procedures I had done were corrective of things that I've done in the past. So And see, and point, that just goes to show to everyone listening, you know, if you're wanting to get any kind of things on your face, you know, research your doctors, be very vigilant, know what you want, you know, don't 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 get any silicone kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I made some mistakes when I was younger. I definitely don't advocate for illegal plastic surgery or silicone injections. Don't do that. Go do it the right way. Save your money, do your research. There's so much, um, there's so many op options now for doing it the right way that you don't have to do it the wrong way. And like, I went to Amen. Mexico, I went to Mexico to a legitimate doctor and it was half the price of if I was to do it in the States. But again, make sure that it's a legitimate doctor. When this all heals, I'm going to post pictures and tag the doctor so you all know on my Patreon there will be pictures of what I look like right after surgery all the way up through healing. So just check it out on my Patreon under Trinity the Tuck. Um, well, congratulations, girl. I'm proud of you. Get that thank you. Get out your face. I'm proud. Thank you. Well, I want to talk about something a little less, a little lighthearted. Um, I know you are not afraid to speak your mind. So <laughs> is there a drag race girl that you've had major drama with? That has not been necessarily televised. <clears throat> well, obviously, I guess there's been the Gia Gun drama, um, which kind of transcends TV. I mean, we've kind of gone back and forth with each other for a long time, and I feel like it, it's always been really hard for me because I, like, looked up to her, you know? Like, I, I went and saw her show at Well Can Harry's in Austin, Texas when I was, like, you know, I think 20 years old or 21 or something like that, like, I was a lot younger and, um, you know, I, she slayed it and I, I just always thought she was so funny and cool. And, you know, when I moved to LA, like we kind of started being friends, but she's just a hard person to be friends with. I mean, she's always skeptical of everything. Um, she's so, she gets so wrapped up in drama. She's always trying to hold blackmail over people's heads to keep everyone in check. It's just really bizarre. And like, you know, love her to death, but I try to keep my distance from that one. <laughs> so are you are you still saying that, like, there's still tension between you two? I wouldn't say that there's still tension. Like, I think we definitely get along. We work together and stuff. But, I, you know, she's not someone I'm going to call for, like, Sunday fun day. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I, uh, you know, I, I have a relationship with, with, with Gia, just like you. I love Gia. I think she's cool. I think she's crazy, just like you. I think she just is crazy. But um, do you think that, you know, she does a lot of public posts about her advocacy for the LGBT community, specifically trans. Do you think that Does that, she? I don't follow her. Oh, wow. <laughs> the tea, the tea, bitch. Oh. I don't um, <laughs> You really are the Mariah Carey of drag. Oh. Well, um, so, well, damn. So what do I think? What do I think about her wanting to be a, um, spokesperson for the trans community uh, well yeah sure well i definitely think that she has a lot of experience um you know obviously being a trans woman and she's obviously um dealt with a lot of the same adversities that a lot of trans women can relate to and i think that if you're gonna uh, speak for a community that's very important um so i i can't uh knock her in that way i think that I do, however, think that um, she should, uh, maybe she has, I don't know, just reflect on the way that she's treated people and the way that she is. And and maybe, you know, I think I personally would rather look up to uh, Peppermint or, you know, Laverne Cox. And like I love watching them speak. I feel like there's, when I watch Gia speak on certain subjects, I don't feel it's as sincere. You're um, very choosy of your words today. I'm I'm living that you're so like grown up about this. <laughs> well, I am grown up. I mean, I was 22 when we filmed season nine, or 26 now. I mean, I know it's, I'm still young, but that's a, it's been a while. Um, but no, so I I definitely you know I think Gia's doing her thing, and I think you know as time goes by, she'll get better better at speaking, and um, you know I think I think she's taking strides to do better by people and um you know wherever she can get her check i'm there for will work i'm glad that thank you for being honest um uh, you know all right well um i want to be honest with you about season nine. Oh. so i did not like you on season nine I I know you weren't. I know you weren't. I don't think we became actual friends until after season nine when we actually got to tour together and get to know each other on the real. And now I adore you. I I, I, I don't know what it was about season nine. You know, when you're under um, those... the pressure of competition and doing well, and especially people you don't know, it's it's different. But I, you know, I I didn't like you on season nine. I loved you on All Stars. I mean, because I got to know you before All Stars. Yeah. And and you know, I I adore you now. Um, well, see, when I went into season nine, I had no idea who half of the girls were, and I thought I was going to know them from, like, social media or whatever, but I will never forget when you walked into that workroom looking like that and then just had the most confidence ever. I was like, who is this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was actually just re-watching season nine the other day just for fun, and, um, your uh, entrance look, I mean, listen, I've that 
one entrance look I feel like was your worst look I've ever seen you in. I don't, I don't know if it was the makeup or the hair or what. Oh, girl, it was both. My was makeup only, and my hair was awful. From there. It was awful. That hair, that black spray. The black that, spray. Girl, it was awful. It was awful. You are so right. It was so awful. So, um, I was, so I was all like, I don't get it. Like, why do the judges love her so much? Like, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I think I think a, it's very much a competition setting. So we're all comparing ourselves to each other. We're all wanting to get that praise from the judges. You know, we're all like, we're competing against each other. It's it's natural. And I also warmed up a lot to Eureka. I know y'all kept fighting. And Oh, I, girl, you are like her <laughs> best friend. That's I think that's why I didn't like you is because you were so... <laughs> Such a fan of Eureka the whole time. I was like, bitch, why is this girl, why is this pretty skinny bitch all about fucking annoying Eureka? And then. <laughs> well, everyone that knows Eureka knows she has a really sweet heart. And, uh, oh, I love her now. I love her now. Don't get me wrong. I love her now. We're, we're, we're good now. Good. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. I feel like, I feel like for all of eternity, y'all are going to always kind of like at the end of the day, like not be each other's biggest fan. No, I think actually it's the opposite. I think at the end of the day, we are each other's fan and we are rooting for each other. I think that because of our tension on on season nine, we constantly have to have this like kiki rivalry that's not real, but like it's fun for the audience. Oh, yeah. Um but at the end of the day, I am rooting for her. We've had conversations. I I know me and her are on good terms. I wish her nothing but the best. We are on two different pages, the same level but two different pages. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're we're just pursuing different things, and I I'm so happy for her success and for her to be happy and and doing her own thing. But speaking of like Drag Race and. All-Stars? How do you feel about All-Stars? I know, like, going into All-Stars, I was so excited to have you there because, one, we connected so well. We were friends. I knew you were going to do so good. Your looks were going to be amazing. Um, How do you feel about All-Stars? I mean, honestly, it's probably one of the biggest, like, uh, heartbreaks of my life. Um, You know, I really, 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 like, I think for the first time in my entire life, like 100% full and wholeheartedly believed in myself so fiercely. And, um, you know, so every single one of those looks that I spent all those thousands of dollars on came straight from the imagination of my head, drew them on paper, sent them out to designers. You know, um, my biggest thing that I wanted to have was, you know, I wanted to win the talent number with my giant highlighter compact and my, um, you know, sunset colored um 30,000 Swarovski crystal costume um and uh you know it kind of like it all went downhill and it's it's honestly been hard like I I was in therapy for a while for it it didn't help that like the you know they had Valentina eliminate me um because you know that just kind of was like the one I kind of went in there like I don't care who sends me home if I have to go home like I don't let it be Valentina you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was almost just too perfect. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely been hard. And it affects the way that uh, people see you as an entertainer, which um, in the moment doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But when you're trying to get jobs after the fact, um, it kind of makes it hard for clubs to really want to book you because they, they still don't feel like they're uh, 
going to get a good show. And so that's, you know, this year I've focused really hard on really delivering uh, fierce performances at every show I do and wowing the audience and showing them, you know, that I am an entertainer, you know, like um, this is my job. I'm not just some pretty bitch that got on the show and is just, uh, you know, walking around on a stage indefinitely until my time is up. Yeah. Well, I think you're amazing. That's why... I, you know, the first episode when things happened during the talent show that went the way that they did, I didn't eliminate you because I thought that out of you and Jasmine, you were more prepared. You had a more thought out idea of the talent show. You came there to execute it. It just unfortunately had things that prevented that. Um... Yeah, for real. And I don't even understand why it was that hard of a decision for you, Miss Thing, because um, we all saw Jasmine Masters on that stage. And we all asked her before. She literally straight up told us, listen, I love Jasmine. I'm her biggest fan, by the way. She's the sweetest queen, that I think, out of any of the girls on our season. She's so um, amazing to local drag talent. And every time she goes somewhere, she always makes a, a point to hang out with the local girls. And she's just one of the most endearing people. But she really did go in there with... Um, nothing planned and she admitted and told us that like almost with pride she was like I'm just gonna go out there and wing it it'll be fine well I um, think that's why that's why it was a hard decision because it was the first episode and there was nothing previously to go by in the in the season you know it was the first episode so like it was to eliminate someone who messed up during their performance or someone who just didn't deliver and both were kind of equal in the fact of it they just didn't deliver but who do you eliminate and so it and it, it was emotional because like as as hard ass as i seem in a competition deep down i really do care about people and i care about you i had not that i had a a relationship with Jasmine, but I had worked with her several times and I respect where she comes from as far as her, her drag art. And, um, and I just, it was hard. It's hard to eliminate someone when you know that this is their dream and, and not, and not just their dream, but what the consequences of, of eliminating them is going to do to their career because or their mental uh, health. There's a lot of factors. I mean, that whole, um, th that whole way that they did that was just so hard on the mental health of the contestants. That's why I cried. That's why I cried. And listen, and I've in the years that I've known you now, that was the first time I've ever seen you cry. Well, I don't cry. That's the thing is I don't cry, but it, it's so emotionally exhausting that you don't want to you don't want to be in that position and no one watching the show will ever know how exhausting emotionally that is. It, it's probably more emotionally exhausting. And I know because I was in both being in the position to eliminate someone at least from somewhere, someone who cares about people, than it is to be in the bottom. Because it, it at least in the bottom, it's out of your hands. And but did you notice that on All Stars 4, it seemed like they only did bottom twos? 
I feel like with all the other All-Stars seasons, like All-Stars 2 and All-Stars 3, there was multiple times where there was at least a bottom three. So then it didn't feel like so black or white one or the other when the person was having to eliminate it, which I feel like when there's only one or the other, that almost makes it harder because it seems like when there was a bottom three, there's always someone that did the worst. Well, you know, I think that they do they probably learned over the years that if they don't want somebody to be eliminated they're not going to put them in the bottom so they know they have a little bit more control over who's going to be eliminated so exactly what i'm saying which is exactly why this whole experience has fucked me up so much because i can't help but feel and i know they will deny this until the day we're all dead but i know that i know that i was uh, chosen at a moment during casting to have an early elimination. I don't think that. I don't I don't think cry. that. I don't think that. I don't think that. Well, I wasn't given as much time to rehearse my number as every other girl. We were in line rehearsing our talent. I only got two tries and I heard other girls getting six, seven. I didn't get that. When I brought that up to them, they were like, oh, well, we were just working out the audio. But I'm like, that doesn't matter. They still got to go through their number six times. Girl, I had three minutes. I, I had three minutes. Who who was the girl that 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 got all those minutes? Three minutes. Those that's a, that, that's at least three tries because each number. No 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 no. no 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 no. You have to remember reset up of props and all that stuff. I had to put back on my clothes. Like that 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 includes all of that. So I only I only ran through mine twice. Well, who I'm who not was it? To that, point the fingers, but uh, who who got, got more time? Who? Latrice. Okay. Well. I mean, I have my opinions on who we I like, thought. I've, I feel like we're going to get in trouble for talking about this. I feel like World of Wonder is going to hear this and be like. I mean, girl, it's already <laughs> done with. They ain't caring about this. I mean, I, I know who I think the this, this season was set up. Look at the lip sync songs. Look at the 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 themes of the runway. Girl, there's. It, it, I don't think that the, the. I don't think they thought I was going to be in the top two. I definitely don't think that. You know, and then then we had the double crowning. I mean, I All Stars Four pissed off so many fans in so many ways every single episode. I mean, that that's why I'm I'm I think All Stars Four is one of the most epic seasons ever because There's so much intensity to it. I mean, All Stars Three and All Stars. I mean, all the All Stars have actually been so uniquely intense in all their ways like all stars 2 had all those big front running girls and um relaxed talks and you know all these fan but, favorites and then all but stars so did all stars 4 all stars all stars 4 had a sickening cast with a any of the girls who were on so all stars 4 could have won that's what my opinion i went in knowing i was not gonna win that's 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 my mentality you can ask my boyfriend I am a worry wart, and I knew going in I was not going to win. I just wanted to make the top four. I remember you bullied me aside in the workroom, and you're all like, girl, I'm just here to do my thing because I know it, it, it's not it's not my – they're not. it's not going to be my time. They're not going to let me have it. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, don't, I knew it was not – I knew to God I was not going to win. I knew that it was going to be either Latrice or Naomi 
Um, I just knew it was not going to be me. But anyway, or Valentina. or Valentina, I knew it was going to be Valentina too. Yeah. Anyway, I I mean that's enough tea of All Stars. Maybe I'll have you on another episode in the future. We can do some more All Stars for dish because there is a whole hour that we can just. <laughs> Sure. Delivered just to this, and you looked amazing when you came back for the 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 eliminated elimination episode where you lip synced. I mean, you did incredible. Anyway, aside from that, I want to end this podcast on a fun note, and we're gonna play a game of Never Have I Ever. Oh, I love this game. I'm gonna win. Okay, so you played this before? Oh, absolutely. This is like one of my favorite drinking games. Okay, well, so the options of the game to people that don't know is I'm going to ask questions and we're both going to answer. And if you've never done it, then you get a point. If you have done it, you don't get a point. Okay. So the first question is, never have I ever bragged about something I haven't done? Um, have you ever bragged about something you've never done? I don't know. I don't definitely don't think I have. Um. I already don't brag enough as it is, like, for things I have done. <laughs> Not as much as I should, so I guess I don't get a point there. What about you? No, you, you get a point if you haven't done it. Oh! Yes. Okay. So I, I got one point, Woo. Yeah, so you get a point. So I can't think of a specific time that I've bragged about something that I haven't done, but I know 100% for sure that I have. I have 100% sure bragged in the past like in my childhood of doing something that I haven't done so I know 100% so I don't get a point okay but, work where did that question come from um some of these I googled and some of these uh we just thought of <laughs> okay we need some raunchy ones here's with the next one. Oh, there's not in the raunchy but there's some good ones so the next <laughs> one is never have I ever driven drunk Oh my god, I've never driven. Like, I don't have a driver's license. What? You've never <laughs> driven? I'm a 26-year-old virgin that can't drive. Oh my god. <laughs> um, well, well no, damn. Oh, wait, okay, wait, okay, oh wait. I did drive my roommate's car one time, and I was drunk. Oh, this is so bad. I really shouldn't talk about this, but listen, everybody listening, obviously don't do this, but I wanted to go to Jack in the Box. I was like 20 years old. I was just <laughs> Six years ago, I was so hungry, and the Jack in the Box was directly next door to my apartment, so I literally drove, like, 30 feet um, and made it back safely, but I guess the next day, the car was completely parked diagonally across three parking spaces. Wow. Well, I mean, don't do that, people. Um, I didn't I have to go on a main road because it was, like, attached to the same parking structure, so I could have just well, walked. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I have driven drunk. Not my proudest moment. I don't drink often. You really um, don't. You're like one of those girls that hardly ever drinks, but when you do drink, you are so fun. I know. I, I but it, cause it only takes one drink and I'm like, girl, I'm like gone. <laughs> but, um, so I, the night of, and this is a little story time. The night of, I drank was I got a promotion at work. I was working for Trish McAvoy as a national makeup artist for them, and I got a promotion at work. And we went out to Pulse. This is before everything that happened, obviously. Um, we went out, me and a coworker went out to Pulse to celebrate. 
and I had two drinks. Girl, after that, he was like, let's go to Parliament House. I was like, bitch, you go to Parliament House, I'm going to bed. So I drove home. I had two drinks. Girl, literally, literally less than a block away from my house, I get pulled over from the police. Oh, girl, that's how they get you. That always is how it happens. One block it away. Was, it was at a red light, and my license was... Uh, not my license. My my license plate was expired less than a month. They pulled me over. They did a sobriety test. I passed the sobriety test, but then they did a... Uh, Blood test. No, they did, like, a blow test. Oh. And they got me. And Did you get charged? I got arrested. Oh and my goodness. I ended up not getting charged for a DUI because I did something called the diversion program, which cost upwards to $10,000 and like a ton of community service and all this other stuff. My my thing is don't ever, ever, ever drink and drive. It, it's not a good idea. It's never worth it. People's and life Uber is just are, so easy and girl, and not only that, accessible. But people's lives are at risk, not just yours, but other people. Just don't exactly, do it. Exactly, because just I, well, I know so many people that have died in that kind of situation, and it's you know, it's really, really, really a problem. And it, there's no reason to do it. There's no reason to risk your life or no one else's life. So listen, kids. It's never worth it. And I will hide keys from friends that are at parties and stuff that are trying to drive. I will not let them have it. They will throw the biggest fit. And I'm like, sorry, you're not getting in your car, Angel. I know. This went dark for a game, but just don't do it. Next question. Never have I ever experimented with a girl sexually. Oh, I've done that. Oh, I've never done that. Yeah, I get a point. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so this is so funny. Um, so th I was 17 years old, and um, I think she was, like, 16, and she had, like, bright pink hair. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> did she have and, a highlight? Um, highlight wasn't really much of a thing back then, but she did She did uh, serve some looks, you know. Um but we kind of were just fooling around one night and like it ended up being really embarrassing because I couldn't actually get it up. But I still like, you know, played with her with my hands and stuff until she got off. And then and then right afterwards, she dyed a piece of my blonde hair pink, I guess, like to leave her a mark or whatever. And um, it's so funny that I ended up becoming, you know, the pink haired woman that I am today. That's an amazing story. I'm actually allergic to uh, vagina. <laughs> well, girl, not not um, men can have vaginas too, and I I've had some fun with those too. I am. Uh, I know you have. I've met him, and he was very handsome. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And in San Francisco, he was yeah. so attractive. I was like, what? Oh my god, he's so cute. But um. I, I, let's just say I, I prefer. You're too much of a bottom, I feel. I, I just will say I, I love a big penis and thank you for Leo for being in my life. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, next question is never have I ever slept with a fan. Oh girl. It's, I, I might have accidentally done it without knowing. <laughs> um, but as soon as they start bringing up Drag Race, I just can't get into it. But, okay, so the question is, have you had sex with a fan? Yes. 
Okay. So have I. So neither one of us get a point. The next one is um, never have I ever fallen in drag. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I, I had to put this in here. Have you ever, have you ever fallen in drag um, without being on All Stars? Um, absolutely. I remember the first time I fell on stage and I fell so hard and my bracelet got caught in my hair at the same time. This was back in Austin, Texas, and it was just such a mess. Um, you know when you just. Have one of those moments, um, and I, I slipped and fell at Neighbors in Seattle because there was a spilled drink on the dance floor where the stage was, and uh, I slipped, fell, and then couldn't get back up because it was so slippery and kind of like kept slipping as I was trying to get up. <laughs> that must have been those expensive heels that you were in, girl. You know it. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. So I never, I have fallen on stage, and let me tell you the story. So I have fallen in drag, and so neither one of us get a point, but I'm gonna tell the story. So I think I'm, I did a, a video about this of most embarrassing moments um, that's gonna be on my YouTube channel, but um, I have fallen in drag. When I first started drag, there was a talent competition in Birmingham called The Baddest Bitch. And uh, one of my friends thought it was a great idea for us to do high kicks because okay. we did we did a duet and we were in the finals for the win. And so they were like, when they call our names, do a high kick. And I was like, okay, I'll try. I've never done one, but okay. So when they called our names, I did one and I slipped. My leg went out from underneath me and I fell on my ass, girl. Oh. In front was this of everybody. Post silicone butt? Oh, way before. This was like when I first started. Ooh, Needless so to say, oh girl, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't win. I mean, I looked awful. My friend did the high kick and it was sickening. I just looked like a fool. I mean, it was bad. It was Damn. bad. I know. <laughs> and look at so, her now. <laughs> uh, so the next one is, so we neither one of us get a point for that. But next one is, never have I ever went on stage without highlight. Yeah, I've never done that. You, you've never went on stage since highlight? No, even when um, I first started doing drag, I, I didn't know what highlight was or that it was a thing, but I would take like a shimmery eyeshadow and put it on my cheeks and on my nose. Oh my God, you're a bitch. I didn't, when I first started drag, I had no idea about highlight. No one in my town did highlight. Well, this was a different generation. Oh, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking 12 year old. So you have gone on stage without highlighter. Before. Oh yeah, uh, many times. Many, I didn't, I didn't, uh, the, the, the T is, I never learned about like a shimmer highlight until you. No way! And now you can't go back. And now I can't go back. You are literally, I tell this to everybody, you are literally, you taught me two things. You And it was both about makeup, because clearly that's it. Um, <laughs> was it, is it the uh, Marc Jacobs Foundation? Yes! It's the Marc Jacobs, and it's about every, highlighter. Every time I watch like a makeup video of yours, you always give me a shout out when you're using it. And I'm always like, oh, but you know, I actually moved on from that. Um, 
And we'll talk. We'll talk later. I have a better foundation for you. It's it's a really you'll love it even more. Really, but I love the Marc Jacobs. It's so good. It is really good, and uh, you know I still have my Marc Jacobs, and I will always like use it if I run out of the new thing I have. But um, Smashbox has a new twenty four hour um, full coverage foundation that is beautiful. Well, I'm gonna have to try it. You need you, to. I, I swear to God, so. you will love it. It makes you I, look like a doll. I think you need to start a makeup YouTube. <laughs> so, okay, so I have one more. Never have I ever slept with someone in drag. Oh, girl, you know that's my favorite. <laughs> girl, just last night. What? Absolutely. Really? Was he a straight guy or what? Uh-huh. Never had been with a special girl. Um, How did it go? Girl, he was so ready to take this dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Farrah. And I have so much fun with it because I get to wear all my fun, like, lingerie, um, thigh highs and garter belts and, you know... Um, it's it's always it's 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 people are always like girl you should be charging for that shit you're doing it for free and i'm like well bitch i'm not I, I, this is for my rocks to get my rocks off like you know what i mean so uh well the question is are these straight boys that you are chasing do oh, they I don't chase nobody but i'm saying like okay because i know that you are you these have a straight thing boys that are chasing me okay let's rephrase that so the, cha the, the the straight boys that are chasing you, do they know how to, like, be hygienic for you? So, you know, I, 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 you never really know going into the situation, but I'll always, like, hint, like, you know, are you, like, you know, cleaned out, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like a lot of them have wanted to do something like that for a long time, so they've obviously read every single article on it and i've actually had better experiences with clean bottoms with straight men than i have with gay men wow because i think straight men are so scared of that being a possibility that they do everything in their power like they'll even they'll even not eat and stuff you know what i mean like is um, that what happened with with potato bottom or potato or, daddy potato daddy <laughs> Potato Daddy was uh, very uh, educated on how to do that. I taught him a couple of tricks, but I was I was actually more of a bottom in my relationship with him. He kind of um, laid the pipe down really fierce. I got to meet him, and he was fucking hot, bitch, from Idaho or something, right? Yeah, from Idaho. But wait, wait, you didn't you didn't say if you had. Oh, oh. Um, have I ever? Never have I ever slept with someone in drag? Absolutely not. Never. I've I never, mean, I've never done anything other than kiss as in a smooch, like a mwah, to someone in drag. Never. Would, if, if you ever did. No. You never would. No. no a wig, but why no would you makeup, have, why would you no have lash. That perfect girl body with that tiny waist and those big hips and that gorgeous ass and these perfect human hair lace fronts and. Like that gorgeous makeup and like this whole woman fantasy nope. and not one. No. How? I if uh, anytime I've ever like talked to a straight guy, I was like, look, this all comes off. There is no makeup. There is no wig. I ain't trying to do all that. It's uncomfortable. I think you're scared that you're gonna like it. No, it's you uncomfortable. Are. No, bitch. 
It's uncomfortable. Nothing's I don't. It's uncomfortable once the tucking tape is off. Oh no, man, bitch! I am not doing all of that. If they want, if they want a piece, they're gonna have to just deal with the dude that's underneath. I had a guy one time, Trinity, that wouldn't let me uh, wash, you know, my junk off after ripping my duct tape off, and he because he wanted to taste all the sweat and the and the like tape residue. Isn't that so fierce? What? That is <laughs> disgusting. These fans are in for a good podcast. This is juicy. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for joining the podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Trini. It's been so good catching up with you. You're always so fun to talk to. This has been crazy. I love you, Farah. I'll talk to you soon. Let me know with the, uh, when you're in LA next and we should go out and have a drink together and just like have, you know... Soon, 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 soon. I'll let you know. Um, I'll text you right after this. But thank you so much, Farah. You've been amazing. I hope you have fun. I hope we get to see each other soon. Likewise. Have a good one, Miss Trinity. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And for all of you out there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Work with me interviewing Farah. She has been amazing. Girl, there's some tea. And as my grandmother always says... If you ain't got nothing nice to say, come sit by me. Until next time, this is Trinity. Bye. Yeah.